If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Um, Luke chapter 10. We're going to continue our series entitled Jesus Encounters, and we're going to talk about the love that God has for us and the love that he desires for us to reciprocate back to him. And um, as we think about um, these different encounters as we're walking toward Easter that Jesus had with people all along the way, um, the one this morning that I want to share with you is uh, this one that we find in Luke 10. And Jesus has an encounter with an expert in the law. And, um, and as Jesus has this encounter with him, uh, as we, and as we look at this passage together, it's the, it's the story eventually of the Good Samaritan, which we're all familiar with. And normally we break that story down and we kind of we lose uh, what's going on around this story and how Jesus is really using it to try to teach a lesson to this expert in the law. And so I really want us to focus on this uh, individual, this man today, and think about who he was. This expert in the law, as we, as we begin looking at this passage, uh, was a man who had made it his business to know and to understand uh, the details of the Old Testament, the law, the prophets, the Psalms. He also knew all the traditions, all of the Jewish traditions that went along with that. I mean, this guy was, a, was an expert. And this expert comes face to face with Jesus himself on this particular day. And a conversation begins. And any time we have a conversation with Jesus, you realize that we leave that changed, right? We're never the same Again, and so as this man enters into this conversation, his life is changed. Look at look uh, with me at Luke chapter ten, beginning with verse twenty-five. Keep your Bibles open as we'll be kind of breaking the scripture down this morning as we walk through this passage together. Luke ten, beginning with verse twenty-five. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" Notice this question that he asked: "What must I?" do to inherit eternal life. For him, acceptance into God's kingdom meant there was things that he had to do in order to receive eternal life from, from Jesus. It, it tells me that he didn't fully understand or understand at all this thing called grace. Aren't you thankful for the grace of our God? If you are, say amen. Amazing grace. We call it amazing for a reason. This unearned favor of God. I'm glad that we can know and experience the amazing grace of Jesus that is all sufficient. Our primary question and focus should not be on what I have to do, uh, what are the rules and the regulations that I have to follow in order to maybe somehow, some way, earn my way into God's kingdom, but rather our focus should be on the work that Jesus Christ has already done. Jesus has done the work. He's paid the price on the cross. The way that we find salvation, the way that we inherit eternal life is through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you believe that, say amen. You see, it has to start with the heart. Yeah, there's things that, that we should do and ways that we should live, right? There are all of those things, but the work has to begin internally. The work has to begin within us through Christ Jesus, saving us and changing us from the inside out. You see, when he changes us from the inside out, he pours his love into us and he begins to help us to be able to live the way he wants us to live, live which is just like him. His goal is to continue to develop 
help us into Christ-likeness every single day. Jesus knew that this man was an expert in the law, and so it's like that in response to this man's question, what must I do to inherit eternal life, Jesus kind of turns the tables on him, and he, and he responds to that with a question. It's like Jesus says, well, you're the expert, right? You're the expert. You tell me. Look at verse 26. What is written in the law, Jesus replied. How do you read it? Okay, so he turns the question around on this expert, and he says, you tell me, what does the law say? Now, this was a big test. Jesus was basically saying to this man who knew the law inside and out, he was saying, is it about... Is it about following rules and regulations? Is this path to eternal life about checking all the right things off of some, some list that you have to somehow work your way through? Is it if we work hard enough and do enough for God, we just might be able to make our way to heaven? If, is that what it's about? And after this man, after thinking for probably a moment or two, listen to his reply. Listen to what this expert in the law says, verse 27, and his answer was this, love God. Look what he says. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. He responds, this expert in the law, think about it. He doesn't answer with all the rules and all the regulations and this list of laws that maybe we would expect some expert to give. He responds with simply one law, and it's the law to love. I mean, this guy, you have to admit, he responds by saying, love the Lord your God fully and completely and wholly. His mind had to just rush back through the scriptures, and as he got to Deuteronomy chapter 6, he remembered this, right? Because that's where it, it is, and scattered all throughout scripture. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. He had a clear understanding that the law he knew so well demanded total love and devotion to God. We had, he had to love God the right way, and as we're going to talk about as well, he had to love other people the right way. This word, you know, this word for love is this term agape, which refers to a totally unselfish love. In fact, it's a love that only God can give. Think about that. It's a love that only God can give. One of our uh, church uh, fathers, the church that has Irene, uh, one of our general superintendents, William Greathouse, he defined love like this. He said, he defined this love, this agape love like this. God's own love come down to us from heaven, clothing itself in Jesus the Christ, entering fully into our human situation. That's what this love looks like. It's Jesus coming down from heaven and entering our earth and loving as only he can love. John 3.16, you know the verse, but slow down just a minute as you think through it. For God so loved, so loved, unselfishly loved you and me that he what? He gave Jesus. He sent Jesus, his son. And talk about unselfish love. Jesus had nothing to gain but everything to give by loving us this way. Jesus came and gave his life for us and sent his spirit to live in us and open the door for us through his grace not only to receive this kind of love, but because of his work in our lives, we can give this kind 
of love. It's not a love that originates in us. You're going to hear me say this this morning, because if there's one thing I want you to take away today, it's that God can pour his love into us in such a way that his love can be poured out of us into everybody around us. It's his love. A love that we're only capable of through his Holy Spirit working in us. Loving God the right way and loving others the right way. In your handout this morning, I, I listed for you all of these different things. He tells us to love with all our heart and with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind. I kind of put that there for you. You can think about those things in a deeper way, but just think about this. He wants us to be able to love God with everything that we are. Right? Everything that we are, we should love God in that way. This ability and capacity to love God with our entire life and being is a work of God in our lives by the Holy Spirit. We can only love God that way if the Holy Spirit is working in our life. Because God is love, we open our heart to him. We've heard it testified about this morning. We've sung about it. But we have to open our heart to receive this love that only God can give. In his love, he reaches out to us. He draws us to himself. We open our heart to him. We ask him and invite him into our life. And his love work continues in us as we've received salvation, but it goes on as we open our hearts and invite the Holy Spirit to come in. As we surrender all that we are to God. Think about it. We believe in the Church of the Nazarene. We believe as, 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 as a holiness denomination that there is a point in time after salvation where we open our heart to God and we surrender our will to Him. We lay down all of our selfish will before God and we ask his Holy Spirit to fill us completely. It's the work of entire sanctification. And we believe at that moment that God fills us with his spirit and he pours his love into our lives in ways we've never experienced before. The perfect love of Christ poured in to us. No longer do I have to live my life selfishly. No longer do I have to have selfish motives in every relationship.